Welcome to the Life Involved Podcast. We give your game life. Excited about college football season, man. One week away from Michigan and Michigan State football. Obviously, Big Ten football will be covered a lot on this show. Uh, Big game tonight, obviously, going on right now. Miami versus Florida. We're going to talk about that tomorrow on the show. We'll break that down. I think Dan Mullen's doing a great job at Florida, and I think Florida is going to be a force in the SEC again. Looking forward to talking some SEC football as well. Uh, Tonight, we're going to talk Michigan football primarily. We'll add a couple other teams in this short segment, but I really want to talk about a topic. I'm very connected to a lot of people with Michigan football. my brother's like the biggest diehard Michigan fan there is. We've got a lot of people that we're connected to uh, that have inside information with Michigan football. There's a big thing brewing right now, and I'm interested to see what happens here uh, with Donovan Peoples-Jones. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, there's a, the whispers are it's either an injury or there's some sort of suspension. I don't know if this is true. I don't have all the facts I know he was going through something with the growing injury. Uh, I I don't know what's really going on. I I want your feedback. I I know there's a lot of people that have something to say about it. I know some people had mentioned Lavert Hill being injured. That is untrue. Avery Thomas obviously is back as well. That's well documented. Uh, Offensive line, obviously, Stuber going down with an injury. Won't be playing. Jalen Mayfield will take his spot. Uh, John Runyon is going through a little injury right now. So that's just a little inside info on injuries um the running back situation is uh, what i want to talk about before we get back into injury talk it's going to be very very shocking to me if zach charbonnet is not seeing the field a lot um just ultra talented he's a back that michigan fans could really get behind because we're used to the strong physical running back with speed, the Tyrone Wheatleys of the world, the Tim Biakabatukas, the Anthony Thomas, Chris Perry, the list goes on and on. So Zach Charbonnet gives us something that we haven't had in a while with the, the combination of power and speed and strength and size. Karan Higdon was a stud, and we're going to miss Karan Higdon this year, I believe. I, I really think that uh, he, he had a couple great seasons back-to-back junior senior year was outstanding for him and uh, I think the departure of Chris Evans does hurt I think Chris Evans kind of fell off as a freshman he was unbelievable I was like wow this guy's going to be an absolute star here he uh, obviously had some issues and it didn't work out we wish him the best but uh, that's frustrating I thought Chris Evans really could have came into his own this year could have stepped up as that senior senior leader Uh, and he's not with the program so Zach Charbonnet He's got to be that guy. Love True Wilson. Love Christian Turner. Hassan um, Hankins could, could be very, very good as well. There's a couple other guys out there. But Zach Charbonnet is that prime athlete with size and speed that we need at running back. And I would be shocked to not see him on the field a lot this year. I really would. So hopefully the learning curve was quick for him. And hopefully we see... Mr. Charbonnet on that field a lot, especially in week one next Saturday, 7.30 p.m., Middle Tennessee State. That is not fun to say that name, is it, Michigan State fans? You know, it's funny. I talked to, again, my brother is one of the biggest Michigan fans. He goes, oh, gosh, I hope it's not a 2 versus 15 seed action. (laughs) Sorry, Sparty. Sorry, not sorry. 
Yeah, I had to get that dig in there. Middle Tennessee State, how'd that feel in March Madness? Boy, I hope it doesn't happen in football. I have no knowledge of Middle Tennessee State, and I'm not even going to try to go there today. But Michigan needs to come to play. They need to prove that they're ready to have this spread attack. they got to prove that they're ready to be dynamic, even though they did average 35 points a game last year. But this is a different offense. Josh Gaddis, 35 years old, same age as me, leading the Michigan Wolverines' offensive attack. Speed and space, we're going to open it up. High octane, all these things being said, got to prove it on the field. I hope that's what happens. But I think they need running back production. And I think it's going to be a handful of guys, but really Zach Charbonnet's got to be that guy as a freshman stepping up. Uh, look, I look forward to seeing that. I really do. How good is he? Is he ready to make plays? Hey, we're going to find out real quick. One week away, guys. Seven days. Seven days away. Officially. Right now. Can't wait. Cannot wait. Uh, it's going to be an exciting season. It, it really is. A lot of talent for Michigan. The defense is a lot of questions. You know, you lose Devin Bush. You lose Chase Winovich. You lose another lockdown corner like David Long. You lose Rashawn Gary. Who's going to step up? They got a, a wealth of talent. They're faster from what we've heard. I love the coaches. You know, we're faster. We're better. We're, we're looking great. It's always positive, right? It's always positive before the season starts and the pads are strapped on and the lights come on. But I really think that defense is going to be strong. I think Josh Uche is an absolute terror. I love Uche. I, it's well documented. I, I just can, can't stop talking about the guy. I pump him up probably too much. But number six is a terror. He is. He is flat out that pass rushing force that you got to have in college football today. Carlo Kemp, obviously named captain. He's got to step up. He's got to play well. He's got to fill that void on the defensive line. You lose guys like Chase Winovich. You lose guys like Rashawn Gary, who are dual threat, I would say, on the D-line. Could stop the run. Could rush the passer. Carlo Kemp in the inside has got to play well. I think Michael Jwumfor is going to have a very good season. He's been dealing with some injuries as well, though. Interesting with the injuries. Injuries play such a big part. East Lansing people understand that. So I think Michigan's going through some things injury-wise. I'm not going to get into that just yet, but I'm going to end the show on that. We're going to talk about some injuries and how it really could affect Michigan. We like to we like to put it all out there, people. Facts. Again, Life and Ball Podcast. Give your game life. Share this. Comment. Like. Give me your feedback. Michigan fans. Spartan fans, too. You want to put a little hate in there? Go ahead. Ohio State fans, yeah. Tell me we're going to kick your ass again. That's fine. You have. Let's get this thing you know, exciting. Let's get it rolling. College football is here, baby. It is here. So before I get into injuries, I want to talk about something that I think is very interesting, and I think it's something Michigan needs to do. Number one, they've got two very good quarterbacks. I don't think it's documented enough how good McCaffrey is. You want to have some, you know, base that on facts because we like to give the facts. Look at the Notre Dame game last year. Patterson cramps up. Offense is struggling. McCaffrey comes in, moves the ball. We go right down the field. 
there were spots where he was amazing. Nebraska game, beautiful pass to Ronnie Bell, touchdown. Facts, the guy can make plays. Wisconsin, long run, touchdown. Look, I know some of these moments are when the game is is out of hand. We're already winning by a ton of points, but the guy's a baller. Seen him in the spring game. He's got to get on the field sometimes, period. He's got more speed than Shea, and you want speed and space? You want a lot of speed and space, right? Dylan McCaffrey's that guy. He doesn't get the football out quicker than Shea, though. That's probably the thing in a fast-reacting offense where you got to make quick reads, you've got multiple receiver packages, you got four or five wide, you got to get the ball out quick. They want to throw quick passes, get guys in space, allow them to be creative. Shea's a little better. But you got to find a way to get Dylan on the field. He's just one of those guys. You know what he is? I'll be honest with you. He, he's like a throwback Michigan quarterback. You're, you're Todd Collins with just kind of calm, collective. Uh, Gerbach maybe a little bit. You know, he, he, he's got... Uh, you know who he really reminds me of? I mean, people are probably not going to like this, but the, the way he's so athletic is... Scott Dreisbach was incredibly athletic. Wasn't fast. Dylan McCaffrey is like a faster Scott Dreisbach. He just is. A faster Todd Collins. Maybe more of a comparison to Todd Collins with his touch on the ball. Todd Collins had beautiful uh, deep passes, great touch. He actually threw the deep ball better than Gerbach. So a little history lesson for you guys there. All you Michigan fans will like that. Dylan McCaffrey is a more athletic Todd Collins or Scott Dreisbach. Faster. So we got to get them on the field. You, you, know, you just got to play them. And, and I think the, the big misconception is, oh, they're gonna, it's a quarterback controversy. No, it's not. you got to find a way to get that second QB ready just in case. And you also got to put them on the field because the guy just makes plays. And, and he creates a problem for the defense. You have to always wonder what he can do. So number 10, he's got to see the field, period. So you, you find those spots. And you say, hey, this play will work for him. Let's put him in there real quick. Even if you leave Shea on the field, have him split out. Maybe you have him next to McCaffrey, you know, almost like looking like a running back. You can do a multiple things. I thought they could have done that a lot with Devin Gardner and Denard Robinson. And they did that sometimes. Brady Hoke had a couple uh, formations where Gardner was the QB and uh, Denard was next to him. Dylan McCaffrey is a burner, guys. I don't think people realize how fast this guy is. He's a flat-out burner. Got some football genes there, too, doesn't he? Got to find a a way to get him on the field. Those are just my thoughts on that. I I think you find little plays to to get him involved. You don't need to have him run a whole drive. Obviously, if the game's out of hand, you still play him a lot. And then my next thing is, is how good is Joe Milton? Do we truly have three quarterbacks that are that good? The spring game means nothing. I'm just going to tell you. I'll, I'll put that out there. Another factual statement. The spring game means absolutely nothing. But in that game, what I got from the quarterback position was I'm comfortable with every one of those guys. All three guys. You put them in, you start them. You can start Joe Milton next week. I think we're very good. You start McCaffrey. We're just as good. You start Patterson. We're great, obviously. Yes on offense but I think it's one of those things we looked at Ohio State when they won the national championship 
when you had Barrett, Cardell Jones, you had backups coming in, playing at a ridiculous level, and winning a national title. I think you get McCaffrey ready, because if all hell breaks loose, in the worst, you, you, I hate injuries. You know, I'm a former athlete. Anytime a guy goes down with an injury, uh, case point last year when Felton Davis went down towards Achilles, I was sick. I was sick about that, even from a Michigan fan saying that. Hate to see guys go down. Hate it. Josiah Scott going down. You, you hate that. Talented player. They got futures. You want their future to be bright. But if all hell breaks loose and Shea Patterson gets hurt or just doesn't play well which can happen you gotta have that other guy that you feel super confident in and I just think Dylan McCaffrey is just too good not to feel like we gotta play him we gotta get him involved even if Shea's healthy all year we gotta get this guy involved he's the quarterback of the future as well and he can help us win also it's interesting. It's interesting to me. You know, I got a lot of people that are Michigan fans that have relatives that played. I have friends that played at U of M, and they all say the same thing. Dylan McCaffrey is that guy. A lot of them think he's better than Shea Patterson. And we don't know. I mean, Shea, Shea's was great last year, guys. I'm not sitting here trying to start a debate on who's better. I, I don't go that route. I think they're both very, very good. I think they're both different. But, hey, it, it's an argument to a lot of people. A lot of people think McCaffrey could be better. Now, I I don't know. There's no proof in that. I don't like to just spout out of the mouth and say anything. There's no validation to say McCaffrey's better than Shea Patterson. There's just not. We have no proof. We have no statistical proof. We have no highlight proof. Because Shea was amazing last year. 22 touchdowns, guys. Come on. Limited interceptions. So let's not knock Shea Patterson when we say Dylan McCaffrey is very, very good. Let's just say we can use both. We can use both guys. I hope that's what happens. I think Gaddis is smart. He's young. I think he's creative. And I think he's going to find little ways. And I think Harbaugh will have a hand in that. I mean, Harbaugh went out and said it. Both guys are going to see the field. I thought that was eye-opening. One, two... I think it's true. I think they're going to find ways to get this guy in the field. You know what? Proof is in the pudding. You said that. Do it. Do it. Play him. Put him in. We'll find out. We will definitely find out. Very soon, too. I think week one. So we'll take a look at that. We'll talk about that next week after week one. Did Dylan McCaffrey get enough reps? Did they give him enough opportunity to play in spots? So let's end on the injury thing, though. Let's get back into that again. Donovan Peoples-Jones, something's going on there. That's very important information. Is it true? Is he really hurt? Is this just talk? Michigan needs three great receivers to win the Big Ten this year. Period. End of story. Gotta have it. Tariq Black's been injured. I think it's hurt us. I think it's set us back. You gotta have Black. Nico Collins, Donovan Peoples-Jones, all healthy. Got to have it. Got to have all three. And then those other guys, Ronnie Bell's a stud, turning into a player. 
Mike Sander's still freshman. Learning curve. Needs to learn a little bit. It's going to take time. They have two very good tight ends. Sean McEwen, Nick Eubanks. Good, 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 good. Great tight ends in my opinion. But you got to have that third receiver. And if Donovan Peoples-Jones is injured, that's a setback. A little setback if you want to take that next step. So I don't know what's going on. A lot of people are talking about it on on a podcast with Michigan. I know James Yoder mentioned it. Uh, he wouldn't get into detail, which I respected that because I think sometimes people just say whatever. But he said that it got you know there's some information there. Something's going on. I want to know what it is. Give me your thoughts on that, people. Stuber going down with an injury at uh, tackle at the tackle position. Jalen Mayfield. They hey, they say we use just as good or better at times. They were equal. We got to find that out. Is that injury going to hurt Michigan? John Runyon's been dealing with an injury. Is that going to hurt Michigan? Ambry Thomas. Probably going to be out a few weeks. Probably isn't going to start right away. Vincent Gray's got to play well. So injuries play a huge part in this. Michael Jumford's been banged up. Again, injuries play a big part. They got to stay healthy. When you don't stay healthy, your great season can turn into good or average seasons. Michigan State was picked to be very, very good last year. They go 7-6. and six. No excuses. Guys got to step up, but injuries played a part. You can't deny that. You lose a guy like Felton Davis, that changes your offense, period. You lose a guy like Josiah Scott some weeks, that hurts you in coverage. Stay healthy somehow, some way. If Michigan stays 100% healthy with their best players, they're going to be a tough out. You lose DPJ, he's banged up or he's not healthy. Tariq Black, like the past, it's a setback. It just is. So I'm going to get more into that. Hopefully I find out some more information. If you have it, hey, make a, make a comment, feedback, share this. Again, we're on Spotify, Life and Ball Podcast. We give your game life. We're going to talk more Michigan football throughout the week. Again, one more week, man. I am over the top right now. I am excited. I love college football. My Detroit Lions are atrocious. I will talk about that tomorrow. Fittingly on a Sunday. My Sundays will always be happy and maybe sad because a Michigan win turns into a Detroit Lions nightmare. It just does. It just does. But again, give me your feedback on these injuries. I think there's something brewing out there with DPJ. We'll talk about it more tomorrow on the show. Thanks again for tuning in, guys. Life and Ball Podcast. You can listen on Google Play, Spotify. We go Facebook Live on our Facebook page, which is JFile Lab. Again, I'm your host, JFile. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll talk soon.